0: painting, sound, installations and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind.
1: And today we dive into the unexpected and deep ocean of the creative mind, mind. Together, together with, with Kenton, Kenton Muschenheim. <laughs> actually, nobody <laughs> knows who Kenton Muschenheim is. Uh, it is actually our our dear, dear uh, <laughs> oh, it's like, it's, uh Kenny Dredd. Kenny Dredd. It's oh yeah. dear Kenny, Kenny, thank you very much for having you in my show. Hi.
2: Hey, this is part two. I enjoy it. It was
1: great. I mean, I already I loved part one. It's 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 really. I mean, we we had a chat about um, Kenny's youth um, in in Washington, and um, as well about making making music in, uh listening to to music in the seventies, eighties. Kenny is a uh, is musician. And uh, he started with a with a with a, with, a, with a a crossover band between what you have to help me again. That was a crossover band between
2: pretty much between punk rock and and funk music, you know, black and white, and right in the middle. But of course now uh, this style has been here forever. Thinking about groups like the Chili Peppers or the Beastie Boys, but this was sort of in the beginning of this uh pattern and it was it was a so much fun
1: uh you had on the last show you mentioned a special name gogo black funk gogo or
2: yes because when i was living in washington dc they had a, they had and they have a particular local style of funky music in the african-american or black community and in dc that is called gogo and it's it's I, there's going to be links to the Go Go Sound below, but it's it's not rap, it's not disco, it's its own style. Uh, pr- pretty much uh, has much, lots of percussion, drummer and maybe two or three percussions, and horn, big bands, not, not just a rapper and a DJ, yeah. Yeah. huge bands with horns, lots yeah. of percussion, yeah. s- talking, chanting, not yeah. exactly rapping, so very specific style yeah. of D- in D.C., and it was, it was really happening when I was living there in the early 1980s. It was, it was a golden era and a beautiful style of music, very dancing, very danceable. Was it already hip-hop? Hip-hop was starting to come in. See, hip-hop was beginning in New York at that time, beginning to get more and more popular. I was in Washington before hip-hop really kind of came out. It was just beginning. Remember, very, very early 80s, y- y- yeah. hip-hop wouldn't have reached anywhere but kind of uh, the Bronx or, you know, certain parts of New York City. It wasn't like it is today where hip-hop is now, you know, global pop music, you know, all over the world. I, we, I saw it grow through the 1980s and... You know, in near the end of the 80s, I saw it change the D.C. African-American or black music. More and more hip-hop style came in, particularly with the rapping. And then it, it really changed everything because um, suddenly you didn't need a band anymore. You just needed a, D, you know, a DJ and a rapper. That's two people much more inexpensive than a 13 or 14, or 15-piece band plus crew. Sure. so sure. it was a big change it was a really big change it was also the change of one musical form becoming dominant not just in America but everywhere eventually all over the world that's rap I was so hip uh, so hop was just starting to come in you know and I remember it
0: like what you hear so far? make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show
1: i was just just uh, uh, i always uh, i have i have a timeline in my head and i use this timeline when when, when i did certain things like I, I used to be dj as well in cologne uh in, in an uh in an underground club and um for six years and i know i i it was actually before Chili peppers, oh, almost at the same time. Give it away, give it away, give it away now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially, I mean, mother's finest, baby child, you know.
2: That's funk.
1: Yeah. So, but funk rock, actually.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. So, so I, I, really, I was, I was really. Um, looking for bands like Mother's Finest and I couldn't find any other band at this time, you know, so it was because I love the the mix of, of rock and funk like like they did it, you know
2: Yeah, yeah S- S- Well, it's, it's what I was doing and it, we, we had so much fun, you know, we played my groups played on, primarily on the punk or alternative white rock circuit, but we also played some of the go-go And then it was an incredible experience to play for thousands of African American black teenagers. I I mean, thousands. Well, a few times uh, in DC, opening up for some of the famous groups of the Go Go music. Uh, And it was an incredible experience because we survived, you know. And I don't think the kids, the, the black kids, really. Even though like, we we thought we were playing go go or or like a go go yeah. with some rock, it wasn't exactly their style of go go. So they just looked at us.
1: That I was actually it was wondering, crazy, and I was was thinking already in the first part to asking you about that how it was to uh, to play as a as a um, white white musician black music. You know, I mean, so well
2: as uh, I as I said. the the majority of our playing was on the white circuit because you know at that time the 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 bands that were playing the underground or punk rock or alternative rock bands they were it was completely separate from the like the go-go uh primary african-american clubs and venues in dc now that being said there were a lot of African American musicians on the punk scene, and the greatest punk group of all time came from colors. D.C., which is was bad it color,
1: brains. Colorfield was it Colors or Colorfield? I'm not sure, but
2: um, I'm 80s. talking about. You're talking about Living Color. Living Color, yes, yeah. So the uh, the group that, that there was a group that came before Living Color, all black punk group called Bad Brains. And I'll put the link Hello. below. Bad Brains yeah, yeah, is yeah. essentially the top, one of the top two or top three punk rock bands of all time and yeah. of all history. And they're black, similar yeah. how Jimmy Hendrix, black guy on the rock scene, playing the rock guitar, you know, the hard rock guitar. Bad yeah, Brains yeah, yeah. were yeah. the best of the uh, '80s style punk, what they call hardcore punk, and they came from Washington also. So my experience was interesting because we did play for all black audiences once in a while, not very much, and it wasn't applause. They 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 would just look at us. I think more with curiosity. It was just because like strange to them, not not (laughs) good, not bad, just bizarre. But there, I have to say, there were a few times when we did it. You know, because again, my groups would have been interracial bands. So there, I distinctly remember one gig we went and it was pure black club and we rocked it and people everyone was dancing having a good time here we are band half pretty much half black half white kicking it and it was it was great it was a so great I'm, experience
1: so pro- probably the fact that that you had at least a a couple of jamaican in 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 your band uh, helped helped you somehow as well that's that's well he, he in this, you in a this group
2: bit. in this group none nobody was from jim these weren't jamaicans in those groups that was playing on this funk circuit, none of those guys were Jamaican. That, right. was, that was a different scene. That was a different musical area, which right. was the reggae side.
1: Uh, uh, okay, so that's still... Okay, so you see, I, I confused that. So that was, that was before your reggae time. That, that was really... I, I
2: think. So, I, no, it was, it was the same time. All, all like As I said in our first um, uh, uh, interview, these three types of music came at me all at the same time. Yeah. Punk rock, which they called hardcore punk yeah. in America. Yeah. The go-go funk in Washington. And also reggae, because there were a lot of uh, dreadlock rastafari rasta men in, in Washington. So yeah. I was I was this was all coming at me at the same time. Yeah. And there were and there were groups that so some of the groups were spinning together the rock and the funk, which is what you were interested in. But other groups were spinning together the rock, you know, the rock and the reggae, similar to groups like the Ruts in London and the Specials and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, there's it, it a lot of mix-up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I must say, uh, as as rap started, for instance, I really liked it, and I, especially uh, um, I was more researching as well in in the, in the socio-political. Uh, cultural phenomenon of rap you know, and for me it was totally clear that that this was a music style just for for people living in in, in Harlem or, or 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 just for, for the black culture in, instead instead fighting or rapping you know and so that was actually a reason why I never ever thought about it as German musician to to uh, to rap jump because i thought no this is i leave i leave that for 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 the black american culture you know because it's, it's not really my 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 right to 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 take over this genre uh, okay you know?
2: but but look but look what subsequently happened yeah. everybody raps all over the world yeah i know Thai, yeah, german I know. chinese indian rap is global yeah, music yeah and now so, n- yeah yeah, you know that. That's eventually it became one thousand percent global. Uh, probably, yeah,
1: nobody it, know, it, probably nobody knows. Probably nobody knows where it comes from. You know.
2: Yeah, sure. There's kids. There's kids now because remember, rap has been around since 1980, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's 40 years. Fuck your now. mother. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. Four, 40 years. So there's a kid who's 10, 12 years old. He, all he's ever heard, all his life is rap, and and, and he may be in Germany, he may be in Poland. He may be in China. It doesn't really matter, and he may never have. He may not even fully conceive of rap as as originally black music, because he's twelve years old. And he's just heard it all around him all his life, you know.
1: Sure. I mean, I mean, prob- so, probably from PlayStation Five or, or or a BTX game or whatever, you know. So, so.
2: I, I look. I mean, it's fascinating to me because. Uh, you know, speaking about my youth there in D.C. and this mixing of black and white music, but yet I was playing it, you know, on for different audiences, primarily the white audience, but we were bringing the funk to them. And then occasionally, as I was mentioning a minute ago, to some black audiences. But nowadays, there is not really a differentiation in the audience anymore. In the old, in those days, Rap and funk was still primarily listened to by black music. Yeah, a lot of white people listened to by black people. But nowadays, it's completely different. the The identity music as a social identity is over. It's over.
1: I, I'm just I just try to find an analogy. If you're
2: right or wrong, so do you really think it's over? I, I mean, it's, it's 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 prevalent in let's say youth, like youth all over the world. Rap. And hip hop is still one of their number one sounds. Another big one is EDM nowadays. Um, what, what what EDM? EDM, electronic what, what? dance music, techno. You know techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side but trance,
1: more, 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 more in the funk direction.
2: Yeah. Well, or that's I mean, particularly in Germany, you know, in Berlin and stuff. You know, it's like it's the sound of urban, it's the sound of urban youth. But anyway, something has changed to a very big degree, music has been unhooked from social identity like it was in the past. Because, you know, b- black people can talk about, you know, rap music that, you know, they originated it and all that stuff. Fair play, they did. But for f- here we are 40 years later and, I mean, uh, people all over the world practice and, and put out rap music and it's kind of like you can't really say... It's the sound, you know. It's it's one thousand percent connected and related to, you know, the black audience. I mean, yes, originally, but now is much different. Yeah, sure, sure, sure,
1: sure, sure. I mean, yeah, but sometimes, if I think back, how it was, like, like, uh, like Elvis Presley was one of the, the first one who who took took really the the, the the the, the black blues music into. A white working world thing. Oh, what else is a little bit similar.
2: Yeah, but also on the other, end, you know, in a lot of a a lot of discussion in the last several years, it's been yeah. about this idea of what's called appropriation. What is it? Now, uh, it's a big theme in in the in discussion in America, particularly. It's basically this idea about you know, well, in in so many words, like white people, white musicians. Taking black music, making it their own, and making a lot of money at it. Now, this has been going on forever, but on the other hand, no one ever talks about the appropriation of black jazz musicians appropriating Tin Pan Alley, Broadway musical songs to create the what they call the standard songbook of jazz. Yeah. So, my, I don't, I mean, this is be very controversial a discussion for me to get on in America if I was on Twitter, uh, with certain themes, you know, I would get I would get crucified. I'm a white dude called Kenny Dredd. You know, what <laughs> I mean, I would get they would tear me apart. And and because it's 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 a new world now of policing political correct concepts. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. this is one where obviously I'm on the wrong side of the times. I believe that Offer, music, the growth of any art form, is always going to be appropriating the past and other cultures. It's inevitable, and if Russia, you try to police yeah. that, you're 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 yelling at a storm. You're yelling at the. It's impossible. This is... Choose, this is... this is... this this, this it's so easy to talk about elvis presley taking certain you know style of black singing or black moving i mean black, I, you, I i, but, but I, don't, what about I don't no one and everyone, and everyone and everyone no and I'm, i know you're not criticizing but i'm trying to say this general sway of criticism around what they call appropriation usually is talking about white musicians taking a black style and running with it and not honoring it, or making a lot of money of it, or something they did was wrong yeah, to do it yeah, in the first place. Yeah. And all I can say is, I just, I know it's very unpopular opinion, but I'm like, fuck y'all. That's a stupid thing to think about because yeah. then, if the minute you think about that, then there would, if there had been no white songwriters who wrote Tin Pan Alley and Broadway and movie musicals, there would have been no jazz
0: sure
1: Sure. no no i mean i mean and, and i must say so who who I appropriated mean, who I, I mean i would I say as well that that uh, 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 uh that art in general sh- should be open for everyone you know so, and it should be really inclusive that that everyone is 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 entitled to to get inspired by other music you know so it was just in my case i don't know what it was i was i was quite young and and i was probably quite very politically correct you know that I said no i'm not i'm not going to taking over the rap in order to use it for, 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 for to integrate it in my german culture you know but it's okay i mean i'm like i say i, I wouldn't i wouldn't criticize it Not 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 really you know so because i think that uh, otherwise we start with censorship and uh, as soon as censorship starts we lost
2: democracy you know well, and that gets us on to sampling. You know, uh, I you know, digit. You were talking about uh, you know digital shamanism, and um, you know the whole problem now of sampling. Yeah. Where, uh, is sampling you can't even sample anymore because it's too expensive to sample. I've heard that. Yes. But I think I believe sampling should be legal or sampling should be um, just like just like you can't help but be influenced by music from other times and other cult- other cultures even though I mean let's face it, the, the, yes, there's a big difference between African American and you know urban white uh, you know hipster culture in America, but there's a lot of overlap too they're, they're, they're still urban Americans so other races other cultures other whatever but the thing about sampling a groove or a beat or a bit of a recording you like it now you can't do it hardly unless you're a billionaire unless you're a super super rock star is the only way you can pay the money to get a sample it's this not new
1: i mean it was, it was it was one was entitled as long as it didn't uh, went longer than three or four notes or something like this
2: I don't, I remember hearing about that rule, but I don't ever remember it coming into practice. I do know that a German court, uh, ruled against Kraftwerk for two, two, two beats clack, yeah. Clack, yeah. clack, clack. clack. Yeah. Some rap, German rap group took literally clack, clack. That's it. Two beats, All two right. seconds. Fr- from, from a Kraftwerk song. It yeah. was in the German courts for 10 years. And finally, the judge ruled, it, gave it to the kids in, against Kraftwerk. So, yeah. But that's still a big precedent because, so what I believe is that everyone should have the right to sample, but take you care gotta of pay. the microphone. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> do worry. Yeah, I'm getting excited. It's, uh, yeah, excuse It's me. fine. It's great. I, I believe everybody should have a right to sample, but within like legal um, way to do it yeah like you got to pay but you can do it
1: yeah 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 i I, I think there must there must be something like stock sampling isn't it
2: big time yeah there's stock sampling that's huge and then there's this other thing that they call replay so what replay is is you can hire a really really great studio musicians and engineers To just make it sound almost exactly like the sample you're sampling, like they got all the old Shoot. mics they got you know they got the old drum set they they they're scientists at it, they'll get the old amp, the old guitar, the that's, old mic uh, and and they'll make it almost identical. you know the, the, you, no one's ever going to know they'll get the uh, guy who can play it just like the original, and that's called replay, and it's still you may pay three thousand dollars. But it's is still it? a lot cheaper than or, if you really want to do it, it's cheaper than getting the sample
1: I would say now i mean nowadays uh if you take Ableton for instance you know and you have already you can get so many get splice for instance you know if if you need this or that you know you're gonna go to splice and you almost get already every sample you want you know i mean it yes. is Yes, yes. It is, and unfortunately, not not like ah, oh, I love, I love, I would like to sample this from this record. I mean, it is a different feeling, isn't it, than 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 getting a sample which is which is not really a, an organic sample, you know, somehow, you know, it is like like drinking drinking wine out of plastic bottles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's because the interesting thing about sampling from like a a record that is out there is that you're also often, you know, you, you're, you're referring to it historically, too. Sure. Or some, not every single time. Sometimes it's just, it sounds really good. Nobody even knows what the sample is. Nobody yeah. cares. But a lot of times yeah. you're getting this funky meta reality where you can hear that it's the sample. You know the song it's sampling from, and that song's reverberating in your consciousness and the new song. Is happening too, like, like when, um, when Eminem sampled Dido. Yeah, you know, it's like he put a little of the Dido song in, and then he rapped through the rest of it. So it's really like two songs together, like her song and his song, were like all weaving together. I you know?
1: remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was wondering actually. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's it it is amazing. This is amazing. I mean, I, I could talk with you about the subject. Until tomorrow as well. We already are at the end of our second part. Okay.
2: Well, uh, uh, we're gonna take up We're gonna. We're gonna see you next time.
1: Yeah. So we are flying. Always the same, you know. But but it is uh, 20, twenty minutes. Is still the, the, the short attention span span is, is is already there. So that's great. Hey, I uh, thank you for having you in this show. It's really a pleasure to talk with you about things like that. And uh, I see you. Hopefully, in a Um dear listeners, uh, if you um, want to listen to 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 um, to the music from Kenny, uh, you're more than welcome uh, to look on the um, description. We will put everything in it, you know, and you can probably click then to to videos as well and and all that. And this this. This show will be as well on YouTube. You, so you can see both of us as well live if you want. <laughs>
2: hey, Kenny,
1: have a lovely okay. day. Take care. I'll see, you, I'll
2: see you next time. Bye-bye. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.
1: This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe to this show. You can follow me non-financial with a following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Artitude audio triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Artitude podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank Through this medium all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world just to remember myself that without you this year couldn't and wouldn't happen.